Blog Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into the 411 Lounge. I am LeVar, and I know for a lot of us here, we have heard the name Sydney Leathers and since she has come. It's been about a year now uh, since Sydney first made headlines, and if you've been hiding under a rock, I don't think I have to go through the whole entire story. You'll hear most of it here during uh, our time here with her today, but I must say that uh, I had a chance to see Sydney uh, recently when she was here in Chicago at Exotica. Uh, smart, beautiful young lady who I think it bears to be one of those stories where a lot of people have their assumptions, but they don't know the person. And hopefully today we will get to know a lot more about Sydney, and I'm excited that she's able to join us on the broadcast. Sydney, are you there? I'm here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, as I was, we're going to talk about uh, Exotica because I know you are, you've been traveling with that, and I know that's that's got to be a lot of fun. But uh, oh, I love that. It's great. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I want to start here at the beginning because we now are coming up pretty much on the one year anniversary since you first have come to our attention. I think it's going to be true. Yes. Anniversary of BuzzFeed outing me is actually Wednesday the 23rd. Yes. So I timed this just right. You know, I wasn't thinking about it at the time that I was going to have you on here. And I was like, oh, wait, we are coming up on one year. And I almost <laughs> yeah, have to say in perfect. a way. Yeah, I almost have to say in a way, too, is that the whole thing that happened there, and, and like I said, we'll get to that in just a few minutes, but the whole thing that happened there, it kind of almost bought the whole term, and I would say you had a small part in that in a way, the whole term of – you know, sexting, kind of out to the forefront. I mean, we had, we've yeah. heard about it before, but it bought it out even more so. So Right. I'm like, I'm the official sex expert now. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people, as I was kind of saying, they know of you, but I think a lot of people don't know about you. You know, everybody has right. their, you know, assumptions because of, you know, what happened then, what happened afterward. What's the biggest misconception people have about you that you wish, you know, they, you know, kind of knew? You know, I think the biggest misconception is the fact that people just automatically assume that I'm just some dumb bimbo because I was involved in a sexting scandal. I feel Mm -hmm. like any time a young woman is tied to something with sexuality in the media, they kind of go with that role even if she's not stupid. You know, it's just easier Mm -hmm. to paint that narrative. Yeah, and and I know that's you know pretty much um, 
and, and we're probably going to get to a couple questions now. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, do you get a lot of people who recognize you on the street and pretty much, you know, it's like the shame, shame, why did you do that? And, you know, but they don't know both sides of the story. Is it kind of, you know, you know one of those things? what's so where... funny, what's so, so funny about it is when people come up to me that recognize me in person, super, super positive. I'm like, also hmm. the fact that I have tattoos gives me away a lot of the times too. You know, they'll recognize <laughs> my tattoos first. So that I never really thought that when I was getting my tattoos that people would identify me by, but it happens. But what's funny is people online are the ones that will say the really bad stuff or like, I can't, like you were ruining your life and, you know, I can't believe you and will like cuss me out or send me death threats. But in person, everyone is super nice and like basically kisses my ass. So it's interesting. People are a lot more ballsy through a computer when they can be anonymous. Yeah. And I guess let's kind of go back here because I want to make sure that I get this story straight. And I think that's one of the reasons why I want to have you on here because there's so much that's written online. And, you know, people go on, they type your name in. There's different websites. There's different articles. There's a ton of stuff out there. And hopefully today we can straighten this timeline out for us. So pretty much this whole thing pretty much happened back around July of 2012, correct? When you first that, That's really... about when it started, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then pretty much it kind of carried through to, I think, and from what I've read, and correct me if I'm wrong, it kind of went through to November pretty much of that year, then pretty much into yeah, 2013. That's a, that's, yeah, and then um, he bothered me a little bit in 20, April of 2013 is the last time he actually contacted me, you know, directly. So I guess... And you're known pretty much to also, uh, for those who follow you on Twitter, uh, one of the things I love about you is that you don't hold back when it comes to <laughs> your view on politics. Growing up, I do did not. You, yeah, growing up, did you always have an interest in politics, or was there something that happened along the line that kind of just grabbed you uh, into it? Or I have always had an interest in politics. Um, my dad was in the Army, and he always had – very strong right-wing views. Uh, so I think that knowing how passionate he felt about his views, it just made me want to kind of figure out where I stood on issues at a very young age. And then also my mom dated a man for about seven years when I was a kid, so they weren't married, but he was practically my stepdad, you know. So he was the type, he was very liberal, and he would have me read the New York Times at probably, like, 11 years old. And then he would be like, oh, wow. okay, now I want you to write about what you just read, you know. So he would really, you know, kind of put me to the test intellectually, even at a young age. And I think that really pushed me a lot as well. Okay. Wow. And, you know, and I was kind of the same way. I kind of always read the newspapers and, you know, had an interest in politics. Now, me, I could probably never run. I, I don't think I would uh, <laughs> want to be involved with all of that. But uh, as I kind of said, you know, with that, of course, that led to uh, you becoming involved politically in uh, some campaigns. I think uh, you actually did something for uh, President Obama at that point, too, correct? Yeah, I did some stuff for Organizing for America for both of President Obama's campaigns in 2008 and 2012. Um, I did little stuff, you know, always volunteer positions, never, you know, paid campaign positions. I was still a student. But I did a lot of um, call. I made a lot of calls and did, like, phone banking type of stuff and data entry at my local Democratic office. I did a lot for Jack Conway when he ran against Rand Paul in Kentucky I made some calls for Elizabeth Warren from home when she was running for Senate in Massachusetts. You know, I've definitely 
had my hand in things as much as I possibly could. Okay. Wow. And I guess in this year since all of this has happened, uh, how has the past year been for you? I mean, has it been pretty much like a whirlwind, or has it been everything? That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Actually, yeah, it's been a complete whirlwind. It's, sometimes it's kind of hard to comprehend that this is my life. <laughs> you know, it's a little surreal. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't think it all has completely hit me. It's funny, too, when people like my friends or family will say something, like the word famous or the word celebrity or anything like that. Like, I almost cringe because it doesn't even seem right and I'm just not like a pompous person like that so it makes me feel a little awkward (laughs) so I'm like no no I'm not and they're like no google you like (laughs) (laughs) oh wow and so did you expect a lot of criticism or support for your I get well see we can't call it a relationship because it really I mean it was you know online and texting so let's just get the record out there nothing physical happened so Nothing physical ever happened. It was just a sexting relationship and phone sex and things of that nature, but nothing physical ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you're a home wrecker. I'm like, yeah, except he was texting like 10 other girls too. So, <laughs> you which know, is, it's not like it was just me. Yeah, which is, which is what I don't get because I was like, you know, even before you, there was a scandal yes. uh, back in 2011 with him. So yes. it's kind of like, this was not the first time that this happened. So I mean, exactly. Little... So it's really weird when people paint the narrative. I trapped this poor, defenseless man in this situation, and I had this master plan all along. When in reality, I was a naive two-year-old who really looked up to this person, and he was doing it with other people. It wasn't just me, you know. So I can't be. I'm not saying he's a hundred percent responsible, but he's. I think it's more like fifty-fifty, right? <laughs> like, let's be fair. Well, no, and, and and you're right, because it was one of those things when I heard the story, I was like, well, you do know, I mean, he kind of uh, pursued that as well. So, it, you know, it's coming from both sides here, but yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't know. So I, I really don't. That's my opinion, but I know everybody has their own. <laughs> oh, they and, sure do. <laughs> and looking back on that whole situation, do you, I guess, regret ever kind of going that far into that type of relationship with him? Um, I can't lie. You know, I have my days where I regret the entire situation, you know, but that's just me being a little hard on myself, I think. You know, in reality, I can't let one thing that happened in my life, whether media attention or not, like that can't be the defining factor of my life. I can't let that rule every decision that I make now as I'm getting older. It just makes no sense. So, Whenever I have days where I'm feeling kind of bummed out and I regret it all, I just try to distract myself and not think that way. So I feel like it's easy to fall into that kind of negative cycle of thinking and just get sucked into that, especially when you have so many people throwing negativity at you, people that don't even know you. you But uh, for the most part, you know, in my heart, I know that I did the right thing because he was lying to the voters. He was running for mayor of a huge city, you know, he would have had a lot of power. And, Mm -hmm. you know, him lying the way that he was, I don't feel bad because, you know, I told the truth. That's what I have to stick to in my my heart of hearts. I know that I told the truth, and that's what's important. I'm kind of curious, and I want your own opinion on this. Do you think that he will ever run for any type of public office again? Absolutely. That man has the biggest ego. 
give him a year, maybe two tops. He might not run for mayor of New York City again. He might run for a little bit of a lesser office, like Elliot Spitzer ran for comptroller, you know? I feel like yeah. he'll do something like that in New York, for sure. That's and I think it would be kind of funny. Maybe I would establish residency and run against him. Who knows? <laughs> now, that would make news. Actually, I'm going to ask you that question here coming up in a few minutes about your own political ambitions, but um, I guess just to kind of finish that, uh, well, the last couple of questions on this, because I know, uh, like I said, it's one of those things where it's been a year, but somebody asked me the other day, and I actually was quite interested. I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask her. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But with all of the texting and pictures that went back and forth, and somebody Mm -hmm. asked me, like, ask her, did she ever keep those pictures that she exchanged back and forth with them? Do you still have those, or did you just get rid of all of them? No, I I have it all. <laughs> I have everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to ask. It's like cyber what... hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> the cyber quite... hoarding of dick pics. Oh, quite interesting. Well, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure too. Uh, just like everyone else on Twitter, I'm pretty sure every once in a while somebody sends you something, and yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, people will just tweet me their penis pictures, too, now, and I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I, get some in, I get some interesting people on Twitter, for sure. I, I can imagine. I can definitely imagine. And you said it's been a while since you've actually heard uh, from Anthony Weiner. If he called you tomorrow, what would you say to him? Honestly, um, people probably wouldn't believe this, but I have no hard feelings towards him. I know that he, of course, probably has some towards me, and I, that's understandable. I would probably just apologize. You know, I'm I'm grown up enough to acknowledge when I feel like maybe I have done something wrong or not done something in the classiest or nicest of ways. So I think I have some things that I would apologize to him for, definitely. I wouldn't apologize for telling the truth, but I, I would apologize for the fact that I hurt him, and I know that I did, and that's unfortunate because at one point he was someone that I actually really did care about. So I'm only human, you know. Well, we we all are, and I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, we definitely all are. So, I mean, it's kind of like it, this isn't like, you know, we all do something along the way, and it's just, you know, um, to me, I, I just I look at it and I was like, it's nothing that could not have happened to anybody else at that point. So pretty much yeah, and I and I also I truly did not know how big the situation was going to be. I had no way of no, predicting that. I had absolutely absolutely no idea that it was going to cause such a media firestorm. Yeah, and a little after everything broke, of course, uh, you made so many different appearances, and I, I do remember the Inside Edition interview, especially when it first came out, and. Uh, then shortly after that, that was my first and, interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was like, I remember that one when it came out that day, and I, you know, I remember watching it. And I, actually, I think you can still probably, and I'm pretty sure if everybody YouTube's it or goes to Sydney's uh, web page, you can find it there as well. Um, shortly after that, you did an adult video with Vivid. What I did. was that experience like, and would you do it again if asked? Um, the experience is actually wonderful. People always think that I'm going to tell them some horror story or something. I, people have all these misconceptions about the adult industry, and in reality, I have had I have had better experiences 
in the porn industry regarding filming and going to the conventions. I've met nicer people at conventions than I have when dealing with the mainstream media. The mainstream media is a bunch, they're all bullies. They're, they don't really care if they're getting the story right. They would definitely rather cast me as this crazy harlot and act like Anthony didn't do anything wrong. You know? <laughs> so it's very frustrating when people try, you know, put this like stigma on the porn industry when in reality I've been treated so much better by people in that industry than by these supposedly reputable journalists. So I had a great experience shooting the movie, loved every minute of it, didn't feel awkward at all, thought that I would, but definitely didn't. Um, loved the end result. I thought it turned out great. The opening skit's really funny. Everything else is really sexy. Um, I would definitely do it again. I have no reason not to. Okay. Oh, so we are leaving the door open. <laughs> I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I guess, you know, I always ask everyone who, you know, and, and I've had, of course, if, for those that listen, of course, we've had adult stars on here all the time. I love them. I, unlike you, I love them because they're the most down-to-earth people the most honest They're people. the most real people, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so I guess for you, and I'll ask you the same question. I'm going to kind of go off the beaten path here, but I guess I'll ask the same question for you. I mean, and I guess for those, you know, who have done one, do you pretty much have to, and I guess when it comes to, uh, do you have to have like a, and I'm going to see how, you know, I'm not going to be politically correct about it. I'll just throw it out the door. Do you have to pretty much have a, uh, a sex drive or, you know, at least have a zest for what you're doing to do any type of adult films at all? Cause it's like I, hear from I mean, different... for me, I definitely think so. I mean, I'm sure there are girls that do it that maybe don't, but I think for the end result to turn out and look like you were really enjoying yourself and knew what you were doing, I think you have to know what you're doing and enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And... Uh, we talked about it at the top of the show, but you've been doing some appearances at uh, the Exotica conventions. What has that experience been like for you, and what cities have been your favorite so far? Oh, wow. I mean, every city is different. I'll say that. Um, my first city I went to was Edison, New Jersey last year in November, mm-hmm. and what was funny about that appearance was my DVDs didn't come out until the following week, so I really just went with 8x10s and, you know, to take pictures of people and stuff. So it's that experience, I definitely felt like a rookie compared to now when I actually have stuff, you know, DVDs and items to sell. So I feel like I've come a long way from my first convention for sure. Um, Chicago was a great show, though. I had a really great time there. I don't know if it's just because I'm from the Midwest and I'm a little biased, but that was a really fun weekend. Wow. And I was going to mention that you are a Midwest girl, and I guess you know you can tell a Midwest girl, and when you look at Sydney, he's like you can tell a Midwest girl, but the, every Midwest girl is, I think, to me, is like the girl next door. What? The yeah, I get that a lot. Definitely, I get people are like, you're like the tattooed naughty little girl next door. <laughs> <laughs> but I have this sweet personality, so it helps. And so being on the uh, tour, I mean, I'm pretty sure you run into the same people every different convention. Who are some of your good friends off of the uh, convention uh, tour here? Yeah, um, Joanna Angel is one of my favorites. Um, Draven Star works for Burning Angel, Joanna's company. I love her, too. Um, I met them first in Atlantic City, I believe, at that Exotica, and we just kind of clicked immediately. 
So I love those girls. I love Allie Hayes, Carolyn Fox. So many of the girls have just been. Nina Hartley, obviously, is like one of my idols. Just so many of those girls have been so sweet to me. Tara Patrick. I mean, I could literally list them for days. <laughs> I, if you ask me who I didn't like, I would have no answer. That's just seriously the truth. People think that everyone would be all catty with each other, but in reality, it's like a big love fest. Yeah, it did seem like everybody got along, especially, you know, and I had a oh, chance yeah, to... Oh, uh, yeah, we all totally, like, root for each other. Yeah, and I had a chance to actually... Uh, uh, see you there, as I kind of mentioned at the top of the show as well. Uh, thank you for the dress that you wore on Sunday, by the way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Love it. Love it. I actually Love it. ripped that dress intentionally to show more cleavage. Like, I'm not even kidding at all. I was like, Did wait, I'm not showing that rip. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I, I did, I swear. Like, at Exotica. <laughs> wow. I have to go back and look at that. I just thought that was. Oh, I'll have to go back and look at that again. Hmm. Yep, that was intentional. I, I felt like I needed to hulk out and show some cleavage, so I just ripped my dress a little. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't go on panel not showing these boobs. <laughs> Actually, I think from listening on the panel, I swore you were the only person that was not wearing something in particular, but I I, I want to make sure my listeners... Yeah, I but. tend to not be wearing panties, and then they always know that I'm not going to be wearing panties, so then they intentionally ask that knowing that I'm not wearing panties. <laughs> so that's, yeah, a, that's fun. And I did not get a seat down in front. I was far off to the side. Well, see, my whole thing is, if I'm wearing, like, a super tight dress like that, I feel like with any kind of underwear, even a thong, you're going to see some kind of outline of it. And so I would rather just not have any panty lines. So no panties. (laughs) God bless you. That's my excuse anyway. (laughs) God bless you. (laughs) It was actually funny on one of the Exotica panels. I think it was in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Dan had mentioned over the loudspeaker that I had no panties on, and Lexi Bell got down in between my legs and was, like, checking out my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It was pretty funny. I love it. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure your boyfriend loved the sight of that as well. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and as I kind of also alluded to here uh, earlier is that you've been known to express your opinion on politics. Uh, yeah, kind of it's pretty much everything. I'm just a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's not just politics. And, and that's one of the things that I like about you because I mean, it's like it's it's unfiltered. You don't hold back, and it's like you know, even when you say it, people are going to get pissed. And then at that point, oh yeah, and I know that, it when I'm doing it too. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, is that they still follow you, even though they're pissed. Yeah. They still follow. Yeah, so, and that's something that's super interesting too people will tweet me and they'll be like isn't your 15 minutes up and I'm like not if you keep saying that and tweeting at me and you know (laughs) keeping my name out there so even the people that don't like me can't help but talk about me and I think that's something that's really funny about my situation I certainly get a laugh out of it so would you ever consider running and you kind of mentioned a little bit but would you ever seriously consider running for public office You know, it's funny. I've gone back and forth on this one a little bit because before the whole scandal, I had planned to work in politics, but I always wanted to work behind the scenes. Funny enough, I actually wanted to be kind of like a fixer, you know, the go-to when these kind of scandals happen. So I definitely didn't think I was going to be caught up in one. I thought that I was going to be the one resolving this kind of stuff. So I don't want to do that anymore. But 
yeah, I could see myself running for something someday. Not just, you know, as a jab at Anthony to be funny, like to run against mm-hmm. him in New York. Maybe I would run for something in, in Indiana, my home state. Who knows? Ruffle some feathers. Yeah, I, I, I would, especially in a conservative state like Indiana, I think that would be pretty, Exactly. Pretty, That's pretty why awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Or would you consider coming back to Illinois and actually uh You know, I've thought about that, too, because I did grow up in Illinois, and they're mm-hmm. much a little more uh, tolerant, we'll say. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we're, we're a little bit more tolerant here on Illinois. So, it's true, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So for you right now, and I guess I'd love to get your opinion, too, on some of the things that have been going on politically here, because we are in an election cycle, midterm elections. Mm -hmm. We are. Uh, And it's important that everyone gets out to vote. I know I sound like ridiculous and corny, but I'm so serious. It really, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, independent, whatever you are, midterms are important. You don't just vote in presidential elections. Every election is super important. So I hope everyone's registered. I hope everyone goes out and votes. Sorry about that. I'm like a no. public service announcement, but I'm really passionate about this. No, actually, that's that's very good because, you know, I, I think I was so excited when I turned 18. You know, I went out and registered to vote, and I've voted in every midterm, uh, primary, everything Me else. Me too. I've been... never missed anything since I turned 18. And I was I was thrilled, too, because my first vote was for Barack Obama, and that was just in 2008, and that was such a moving experience for me. I mean, I could cry just talking about it, you know. So that, that was really special. I was going to say, I feel old now because my first election and my first vote was for Bill Clinton. <laughs> nothing wrong with that hey that's a hell of a vote right there (laughs) not wrong with a vote for bill no (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a pretty good bill clinton (laughs) thank thank you thank you (laughs) i I try maybe one of these days i'll just do an hour of bill clinton impersonations and we'll see where it goes from there (laughs) hey i would tune in (laughs) (laughs) and also um as we said you know there's a lot a lot of people know you but they don't know about you what might we be surprised about you that you've never really mentioned before hmm i feel like i've kind of thrown pretty much everything out there but people don't necessarily pay attention to the details that they don't want to pay attention to it's so much easier to just think i'm you know a dumb hoe <laughs> but in reality you know i'm extremely nerdy. I'm a huge bookworm. I'm actually pretty introverted. You know, I'd rather stay home than go out and party. I don't really drink. So I'm definitely a homebody. I'm a cat person. I would rather stay home with my cat than go out to a club. Um, I just enrolled back in school, so that's exciting. I'm going to be finishing my – I was in school prior to this for political science and broadcast journalism, so I'm just going to finish my radio TV broadcasting part of my degree. But I'm very excited about that. So I think that was that in itself is going to surprise people that I actually am finishing my degree. <laughs> well, kindred spirit. That's actually what I got my degree in. And actually, my minor was supposed to be poli sci, but it's a long story because I actually was a credit short. I should go back and finish it. But um, <laughs> there you go. Well, no wonder we're buddies. <laughs> well, pretty soon. I'm so pretty much sure in common. Gonna... Yeah, I was going to say, pretty soon, I'm pretty sure you'll have your own radio show. It seems everybody that comes through here winds up going to do their own radio show somewhere. So I don't, I don't know. You'll 
do your own. You know, so when you... Stern was one of my favorite interviews that I did, and it was one of my first and also one of my favorites. And probably the thing that I hear the most from people at conventions is, oh, my God, I loved you on Stern. And I think his fan base is so powerful, and it kind of moved me in a way that I want to sort of be the female Howard because there really isn't that type of presence on the radio, I feel like, personally. So I would love to be that someday. Well, if you need a male Robin, I guess. I'm here. I love it. That's perfect. Yes. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the I'll be the yin to your yang. I'll be the uh, yes. The buff that's great. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And so, do you, outside of all of those things, uh, do you have like any other hobbies or favorite things that you like to do in your spare time? Yeah, um, I love to paint. That was actually one of my side jobs before everything happened. Like I'll, I'll I'll sell paintings on Etsy and stuff like that. I only do abstract stuff, but I still love that. Um, I make necklaces, just little girly stuff like that. Definitely up my alley. Interesting. Now, where were you? See, this is weird because I I normally don't talk about my own personal life here, but actually, uh, the other day, I did something for the first time, which was actually painting, and it was a place here in Chicago. Yeah, there was a place here in Chicago. It's BYOB. You bring your own wine, and pretty much there's an instructor there. You have this photo, and then you'll be painting throughout. I was going to say, where were you when I needed you? Because I have not painted since I was probably in Canada. <laughs> I don't know that I would be much uh, good, you know, drawing from real-life inspiration, considering everything I do is very abstracting. I look like I'm like Jackson Pollock's daughter or something. <laughs> but it's definitely into, like, the splatter painting and all of that, not so much, like, Bob Ross-style, like, landscapes. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it was about. I said all I needed was like an afro and like a uh, like a shirt or something like that rolled up shirt. I, I think that's what I felt that's like. Funny. <laughs> I have to post a photo on uh, on Twitter of it, but yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it was very interesting. And uh, I guess here, and I always like to ask people who you know are famous and especially who are active on Twitter. Since that time last year. Do you have, like, any famous followers on Twitter who are po- politicians or celebrities, and have they tried um, Chuck to... Chuck Schumer follows me, but he does, he's not pervy with me, but he does follow me, so that's interesting, <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> and I remember uh, a while back it said he was looking for a roommate in New York, and I kept tweeting him, I'm like, me! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know you want to live with me, Chuck. Oh, that's probably okay. my favorite follower that I have. I think it's the only politician that still follows me. <laughs> I think everyone else unfollowed me, but, yeah, Chuck oh. does follow me. Oh, interesting. And so any celebrities or anybody try to uh, flirt with you on Twitter or try to get in touch with you? or? Um, I'm not going to say a name, but I would say that I had some weird experiences with a particular comedian, and he recently unfollowed me on Twitter, which is kind of hilarious. I think he's just sad that I don't want to have sex with him. Aww. No, I was going to say a name, but I don't want to. <laughs> was, was, was this person known on a uh, on a uh, music channel at one point? Mm, I don't think so. I could be okay. wrong, though. Okay. I'm not as obsessed right. with this person as he was with me, so. I, I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I so badly want to say a name, and I, I don't want to get it like in any trouble, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> yes, tell, tell me later, please, please. <laughs> and so who are your 
political heroes? Who do you, you know? I love this question. I wish more people would ask me this question. Bernie Sanders is one of my absolute heroes, especially right now in the current political climate. I am obsessed with Bernie Sanders. He is amazing, independent senator from Vermont. Love him so much. I would, God, I would love to see him be president. Um, I also talk about Elizabeth Warren in the same loving way. If I could see like a Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren ticket, that would be pretty perfect. I also love Alan Grayson from Florida. He's a great representative. Um, I I would say those are probably my top three, and I really am not pro-Hillary, so I'm so hoping that Elizabeth Warren is going to run against her because that would be beautiful for me, personally. Wow. Hillary is just too laxed on Wall Street. She'll let them walk all over her and we'll end up in another financial crisis. That's genuinely what I'm afraid of, other than the fact that she's buddy-buddy with Huma, and I'm pretty sure they want to murder me. <laughs> you know that kind of might play into it a little bit too, but really she is way too pro Wall Street um, for a Democrat yeah. anyway. It's like a little surprising. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm actually surprised that uh, you know that uh, even for a Democrat, because normally we're the ones that are trying to be tough against the. Uh, Exactly, and that's why I appreciate Elizabeth Warren so much because they fear her, like they genuinely fear her, and she will put every regulation that is necessary in order to keep things the way they need to be so Wall Street isn't abusing its power and we don't end up in this bubble again. And what do you see coming ahead here in the midterm elections? Do you think that there will be? I'm afraid. I'm really afraid for the midterm elections. You know, if you follow Nate Silver at all, he's not had good things to say as far as what he's predicting for the Democrats in the midterms. And that's part of why I'm, you know, I'm always wanting people to get out and vote, but especially now, you know, Nate Silver is never wrong. (laughs) So let's prove him wrong. Democrats, go vote, please. Just because it's the midterm, it doesn't make it any less important. And so I guess in this case, if the Democrats are in trouble at this point, there's still time to right the ship. What do they exactly, need to do policy-wise? Exactly, which is why I think it's so important for us to just be consistent and on message. And I was going to say, and what do they need to do policy-wise, I guess, in order to right that ship? You know, that's difficult to say because the public is fickle, as we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, and we're kind of we're not in the same kind of financial disaster that we were a few years ago, but we're also not in a perfect spot either. So I think any kind of job growth is amazing, and we should be talking about that and continuing to make that happen. Um, possibly immigration reform. There are definitely some key issues that Democrats could hit on that would make their base more interested in voting. I personally feel like. And I'm going to put you on a political spot here once again. If you are in the president's shoes and you have a Congress that is not, quote, wanting to really hear what you've got to say or what mm-hmm. you have coming towards them. And they're just straight up disrespectful, the Republicans are. It is just disgusting. I mean, I have to say that. You know, I remember I think it was Sean Hannity who said it was treason to speak ill of a president during wartime. Obviously, he said that when Bush was in office. Then they say all these crazy things about President Obama, and it's just like, you can't have it both ways. You either respect the office 
and whoever is in it, regardless of which side they are on or you don't. You know, that's how I personally feel. So it can be really frustrating when you hear the way that even Speaker Boehner speaks about the president. It's just downright disrespectful, and it makes me sad, and it makes us look bad as a nation. It's embarrassing and frustrating. And, and so if you're in his shoes, do you go it alone? Do you try to do as much as you can on your own, or do you try to, I guess, concede some things and pretty much, you know, concede some major points for the good of trying to get other things done? You know, I never thought I would use a Sarah Palin term, but I think he needs to go rogue. (laughs) I, I think that he's been trying to reason with these people for years, and we are getting nowhere with that. They block and not just every piece of legislation, every person that is appointed to any kind of office, they try to block, you know, anyone that's appointed to anything. You know, and they even start to backtrack and not agree with things that they used to agree on if the president brings it up. You know, it's like he has political cooties, and if he talks about something, you can't be for it anymore, even if you were five minutes ago. So I just think that he's tried for so long to reason with these people, and he just needs to cut his losses and try to do what he can on his own. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I think I heard the other day there were almost, uh, I think it was, uh, if I heard it wrong, and, and 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 you'll have to, for everyone, you'll have to look at your, you know, Washington Post or whatever, but there were so many pieces of legislation that are still sitting on the table that have not been mm-hmm. attended to or taken care of that it's the most in modern times, especially with this Congress. I'm almost thinking in a way, and it's just me, you know, if that were you or I and we had a job and we did not do our job, we would either, you know, get our warnings or be fired. But I almost think that they should just pretty much get paid depending on what they actually do. <laughs> Absolutely. We have a do-nothing Congress right now, and it is ridiculous. And it's ridiculous that the people aren't more angry about this. Vote these idiots out. If they don't want to pass legislation, move on, vote for someone else that will actually pass legislation that means something to your life. Yeah. Yay or nay, people, that's all we ask, yay or nay. <laughs> and, uh, Seriously, kind of, uh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. And I guess uh, another question here that I kind of had for you and I kind of forgot to ask it earlier, since there's so much that's written about you, and especially uh, I'm pretty sure there are people who are probably going to write about this conversation today. Probably so. (laughs) It's written about you. Do you ever read it, and how do you deal with the – and the positive stuff is always good. How do you deal with the negatives? Um, My kind of rule of thumb is I don't mind to read an article that's written about me, but my rule is to not ever read the comments because that is where you get sucked into this vortex of just bizarre hatred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I've noted, like, commenters will say crazy things, so I know better than to look at that because all I'm going to get from that is that people think I need to have more plastic surgery or do this or do that or kill myself or just, like, horrible things that – No one would, like I was saying earlier, people might say this stuff on the Internet, but when people see me in person, they're really nice. So it's this kind of bizarre thing. But, yeah, I don't mind to read articles. Even if people 
say negative stuff about me in an article, I can still find humor in that most of the time. If they're flat out vicious and they're like, oh, I hope she dies, like that's a little different. But most of the time I can find humor in it. So negative articles don't really bother me, but it's when people are like sending me like death threats on Twitter, which I have definitely gotten, that is what is just over the line for me and yeah. not funny, you know. Yeah. And, and and it's so sad that people have to go that route, and you know they're like, well, I hope it, no, I mean, because if How someone can you had... be that angry at someone you don't know at all, it's just bizarre. People get so mad when someone gets even the tiniest bit of media attention, and they just lash out. And you look yeah, at their Twitter feeds too, and it'll be like they're tweeting, you know, anyone that's in the news or whatever, and it's just like nothing but hateful stuff. And apparently, that's all they have to do with their time. It's really kind of sad. Pretty much. It, it, and those uh, are always also, they're always the people, too, that have, like, no picture in their app, Twitter avatar and don't use, use their real names, you know? <laughs> of course. And, you know, Cause they're cowards. Like yeah, and that's what I told I was like, unless you post your own picture, unless you stand behind what you're actually saying, your, your, your opinions have no merit at all. And even then, if you, you know, post your picture, that's your opinion. You know, your opinion is... Yeah. Whatever, and yeah, that's why I tell anybody that's on this show. I like definitely, it's you know, it's probably somebody that's sitting in their mother's basement. Who? Yes, that's what my dad (laughs) says to me too. (laughs) Exactly what my dad says. That probably wishes they you know had your attention, and when they couldn't get it, then they just were mad and they just decided to just spout off. So yeah. And I noticed that too about people like from my hometown that maybe have a lot of hate towards me. It's always the people who thought they were going to be famous for something. You know what I mean? So then they don't like me because I got attention for something different. So it's really hilarious. It's like the wannabe models or singers or whatever they thought they were going to be famous for, and now they're stuck in a hometown, married to some dude they don't like, and have a bunch of kids they can't take care of, and so they hate me. <laughs> like, it's my fault they're in that life situation. <laughs> so that's of, funny. Ha ha, sucks to be you guys. I was going to say, speaking of kids, and like I said, you don't have to answer it, would kids be something down the line that you would be looking into, perhaps? I don't know. I've always, you know, this is funny you ask. My boyfriend and I have been having this conversation a lot. I... He he wants kids in the future, but I've always been the type where I felt like it was, I felt like it was selfish for me to want to have a biological child of my own. I always had, even since I was a little girl, I can remember feeling like, you know, I had friends that were adopted too, and I think this is part of it. I always thought that maybe I would have foster children or I would adopt, and not not a baby either, because that's you know that's what everyone is going to adoption agencies looking for, right? So I just feel like it's kind of unfair for that to be the thing that I wanted. So if I would ever wanted children, I feel like I would probably just have foster kids. I feel like that's more in my heart than, you know. I mean, I'm also 24, so maybe I'll change my mind as I get older. My parents right. insist that I will, but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I was going to say, you're still young and you got plenty of time, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I have plenty of time to figure that out. And for the meantime, I'm going to keep taking my birth control. <laughs> <laughs> Smart girl. Smart girl. <laughs> I, love it. I need that degree before I even think about any of this. <laughs> exactly. Get the degree, travel a little See, bit. See, my priorities are way more in line than anyone would expect. <laughs> and, 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 and this is the stuff, and this is why I love having you here, because people get a chance to actually hear it from you instead of just assuming things. Because I think right. that's the one thing that I love about having 
you know, people on is that you find out so much more about them when you actually get to hear it from their point of view, and that's why I love Definitely. having you on here today. Wow. And so in regards to any future goals and plans or any travel perhaps, where might one uh, find you uh, down the line, or do you have any projects coming ahead that uh, we should be on the lookout for? I would just say to keep your eyes peeled on my Twitter, and maybe I'll have some surprises here soon. Hmm. Yes, interesting, right? Would you like to <laughs> drop a potential hint, or uh, would you like to announce something here as to what we've <laughs> Not yet, but I would just say to keep your eyes peeled, and I'll have some new things in the works soon for sure. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or you can just come back here, and you can announce or it. Or that. Time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I love having you on here, Sydney, and I want to make sure that people know uh, if you wish to follow Sydney, you can follow her on Twitter at SydneyElaineXO. You can also follow her on the web at officialsydneyleathers.com. She's on Instagram as well at Sydney underscore leathers. And, of course, uh, also, uh, I guess if you'd like me to, I can also tell them the, you can always find Sydney's uh uh, film over at VividCeleb.com, Wiener and Me. Yes, of uh, course also. I want you to tell them that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and like, you know that's what? the most important part. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm also going to tell people to go ahead and they can all – you know what? The one thing I forgot about before I was coming here to, uh, today, I was like, oh, yeah. Because I'm trying to think of, you know, all the titles that I could give you, but I also keep forgetting, too, that Sydney also has a song as well that you can download. <laughs> so – I think I'm correct, right? Uh, Wienerizer, if that I was going to play. I don't today, think I... we actually ended up putting that out there, which um, I'm actually kind of happy about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it online. You know, it was kind of, it was it was meant to be like a parody thing, but I didn't want anyone it, to think that I thought that I was a singer by any means. You know what I mean? It, it was just supposed to be like a silly thing that we were doing, and I knew it, that there were going to be idiots out there that thought I wanted to be Britney Spears, and that's so it, not the case. And, it, and it's still online, and you can download it. So, oh, <laughs> great! Help, thanks. Anything I can help you out with, then go over there and get it. But um, go get hey, hey, hey! Anything that you got going on, I am supportive of. So go out there and oh, support City and what they will. And also, I think before I even forget today, a special thanks to the good folks at GR Media Firm, uh, Gina and Brandy, uh, who always kind of. Uh, help me out here so um, yes I love them they're wonderful they're like family to me too so it's funny (laughs) I feel like Gina should just adopt me (laughs) (laughs) that would make some interesting headlines right manager adopts her 24 year old client (laughs) that 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 would be that that would be very interesting I don't know I'm gonna go call Gina right now (laughs) I, 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 I wasn't looking to be adopted. I, hey, I, hey, if Gina's looking for, um, um, never mind. <laughs> I think I know what you're getting at. Maybe uh, I can I, hook you up. <laughs> I love, I love Gina. I love Gina a lot. But um, <laughs> so if you're listening, Gina. <laughs> I'm sure she is. <laughs> but, uh, so, any word out there to all of uh, your fans, especially the ones who uh, loyally follow you over on uh, Twitter or on Instagram? Before we go, 
definitely, I just want to say thanks to everyone who's been supportive throughout the past year and understanding and non-judgmental. I think that's really important in this world. So thanks for not being cyber bullies. <laughs> and one question, too, I always love to ask everyone, uh, I guess to fill in the blank, before the end of 2014, you would like to blank. Do another scene for sure. Hmm. Yes, so that leaves you with something to think about. <laughs> and if there's a call for a blogger in there, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, nice. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas floating around in my head. I'm just trying to get my. I'm trying to get in where I fit in. Say, give it on the line. But uh, <laughs> with that, thank you so much, Sydney. I really do appreciate you taking the time out and join us today. And I'd love to have you back here, whenever your schedule permits and down the line, and maybe even to come midterm elections, we could sit here and talk politics for a couple hours. Oh, I would love that. We definitely should do that. Absolutely. Definitely do that. And if you see Sydney out in your area, if she is there for an exotica or for whatever reason, definitely go and support her. See her on Twitter, on Instagram, her webpage. And, of course, with this interview, it's always going to be available on Blog Talk Radio as well as on iTunes as a podcast. So, everyone, you can go and download this interview right after we're done here today. And, of course, you can always catch us on Twitter at NewsCometBTR. But, Sydney, like I said, Love you. I could not uh, thank you enough for coming on today, and I wish you much success. And uh, we will definitely see you back here again soon. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to coming back. Thank you. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. And uh, we will see you next time here on the 411 Lounge. Bye, everybody. just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.